From Pressures to Priorities Live your life each day as you would climb a mountain. An occasional glance toward the summit keeps the goal in mind. But many beautiful scenes are to be observed from each new vantage point. Climb slowly, steadily, enjoying each passing moment, and the view from the summit will serve as a fitting climax for the journey. Harold B. Melchart When I was 14 years old, I went to California with a group of kids my age and some of our parents. We went to Santa Monica Beach to see the ocean. None of us had been there before, so this was a real treat for us. When we got there, we decided to try body surfing. We saw others doing it, and it looked fun and much less difficult than regular surfing. Soon we learned how it was done and found ourselves out in the water preparing for the waves to come our way. We had a blast trying out this new sport that none of us had ever done before. When a large wave approached, I started swimming as hard as I could, hoping to time it perfectly. I found myself riding the wave toward the shore. Suddenly, the wave churned, and I plunged down, headfirst, into the sand under the water. I hit with a strong force, but I was okay. I gathered myself and came up for air, only to have another similarly strong wave pound me again. Down I went, again to the ocean floor. I lost all control. The only thought that came to my mind was that I needed to get above the water to get some air. I struggled and finally made it to the surface. Gasping for air, another strong wave knocked me off my feet and sent me quickly back down to the sandy sea floor. This struggle with the sea lasted two more powerful waves. By this time, my energy was spent. Fortunately, the waves had carried me close enough to the shore where my friends, who saw what was happening, quickly dragged me to safety. I rested for quite some time until I regained sufficient strength to go back out into the ocean. When people tell me about their days and about how they spend their time, it sounds a lot like my experience that day in the ocean. Wave after wave of stressful events knock them off their feet. They barely make it up for air when another wave hits them. Soon they wear out, fatigued from the constant daily battle. The paradigm of the person who lives each day according to the daily grind of too many things to do and not enough time to do them is this. Everything is equally important. I have to take care of all of it. And if I don't do it all successfully, then I'm a failure. There's just not enough time to do it all. It's a very stressful way of looking at the way we manage our time and our life. The paradigm of the person who lives by priorities is this. Some things are more important than others. I give priority to those things that help me achieve my mission. I can first do what I can about those most important things and the things that relate to my mission and purpose. This is a much more peaceful as well as a much more fulfilling way to live each day. Let's investigate why for the next little bit. In the many years that I have been teaching stress management, I have observed that one of the most commonly reported causes for a person's stress is his or her inability to manage time. Many people haven't figured out how to make time their ally rather than their enemy. These skills are not commonly taught in schools. Many people just don't know about effective ways to manage their time. They flounder about trying to figure out some system for controlling what and when to do things. Ultimately, they end up with something resembling a to-do list. When they don't complete the items on the list, 
The resulting feelings are guilt, frustration, and disappointment. To make matters worse, the lists never seem to get any smaller. People just keep adding to the list without the satisfaction of a completed task. When this happens, they start to feel the relentless waves crashing down on them. What is time? To begin, we must admit that time is a most peculiar topic. Our experience tells us that time moves in a specific direction from the past, through the present, and into the future. However, in the workbook on mindfulness, I relate to you the idea that it is always now, this present moment. We only have this moment to live. We can't live in our own future or our past. There are no exceptions to this rule. The present moment is all we ever get. Another aspect of time is how fast it moves. If I look at a clock with a second hand and watch it move around the clock, it seems to go at a precise pace. However, when I take my eyes off the clock, suddenly, the speed at which time moves never seems to be constant. Let's say I'm watching a movie with my wife. It is one of those comedy romance types, which aren't my favorites. I love being with my wife, but I don't love the movie. It seems to last forever. Time in this instance moves at a much different speed than when I compare it to the times when I'm doing something I really enjoy doing, like playing racquetball. Another thing that I've noticed about time is that, although it doesn't seem that way, most of us have much more spare time than we think we do. In my stress management class, I give my students the assignment of keeping a time log. In a time log, you keep track of every minute of every day and what you did during that time. The students always return somewhat amazed after completing this assignment. Before doing this time analysis, they all believe they live very busy lives and have very little spare time. After this assignment, the students always conclude that they have far more spare time than they thought they did. They notice that they waste a lot more time than they had previously thought. If you analyze your own time in the same way, I have a feeling that you will come to the same conclusion. Another characteristic of time is that each of us has the same amount in a day. Each of us has 168 hours every week. We each get 24 hours in a day, yet we frequently hear people saying, I don't have time for such and such. What they are really saying is that they have chosen to spend their moments in certain ways, and they have chosen not to spend their time doing all the other possible things they could do. Additionally, you always do what you want to do. You may think that you have to do something, but you don't. Nobody is forcing you to do anything at any time. There are consequences for what you do, and you may not want those consequences, but you always have a choice about what you do. Early one Saturday morning, my older brother called me up and asked me to come to his home to help him clean his garage. He lived about 60 miles away. I had way too many other things that I had to do, so I told him that I couldn't come help him. I was way too busy. A couple weeks later, he called me again and asked if I wanted to spend the day riding bikes in the mountains. I had no fewer things to do on that day than I did two weeks earlier, but as we talked on the phone, I told him that I would love to go which I did. It was a wonderful day that we spent biking in the high mountains of northern Utah. While I drove back to my home later that day, I thought about this and it occurred to me that I never have to do anything. 
I could just as easily have gone over to his house two weeks earlier to help him out. I seem to always do what I want to do, and so does everyone else. You may not always like what you do, but you always spend your time the way you choose to spend it. Nobody is holding a gun to your head demanding that you spend your time doing certain things. Every moment you choose what you'll do. When I mention to my students that they always choose how they spend their time and that they are free to spend their time any way they choose, they become uncomfortable. They're not accustomed to having that much freedom. I tell them that they don't have to be in class, that they don't have to go to work, they don't have to eat lunch at a certain time, and they don't have to sleep the same hours of the night that normal people sleep. They really don't have to do anything. They always have a choice about what they do or don't do with their time. Always. We say that we have to do something, or we have to be somewhere, but we don't. What we do with our time is always our choice. With these important characteristics of time in mind, here are some useful time management strategies that might help you manage your time better and thus remove the stress that comes from poor time management.